best part about everything sports this week is Van's tweet stating that Kevin er- Herter is now since 9-9. Yeah, it was by far like the tweet of the night. Like that shit was. Jeff has now found the song Immaculate. I've showed him the Apple Music profile. We have made further in. since 9-9 believers. Yeah, I'm tapped in. If there are people that have not listened to any of the albums, uh, he's on Apple Music. He's on Spotify. Uh, I want to say Van Van Sweet is a, a, a good like hundred thousand, probably somewhere out of there. But uh, did not expect that to be part of our sports coverage this week because there's already a, a huge amount of things that we've had to cover. A literal bomb went off in the NBA on Wednesday. Yes, yes. Second round is now done. We're doing conference finals talk this week. Literally everybody's I mean if if the M, if NBA fans did more bracketology, I would say everybody's brackets are busted, but all expectations that I think for this year's NBA playoffs have now been destroyed. We have four teams left. I highly doubt there were the four teams that anybody picked <laughs> yeah, at the beginning of the tough. NBA playoffs. Between well, you and I, Jeff, we, we would have never picked them anyways, like regardless. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> between uh, between uh, our RSPN coverage uh, this past season, season yeah. we would have never picked them in the uh, first place. But we have these four teams that we're going to talk about. It's a big theme of the young niggas that are taking over. We've talked about it for the past two, three weeks. There are some young niggas that are not taking over uh, in their own respective areas, in their own divisions, in their own uh, conferences. And we're going to talk about that with our special guest this week. But first, let's introduce everybody to another wonderful week in the world of the Alpha Sport. I can finally say it's another wonderful week for reasons that you will find out. (laughs) But he is Jeff. I am. I am Mark. I'm going to what? You're going to spaz today. Am I going to spaz today? I don't know. It's going to be one of those, right? Uh, Am I going to spaz today? I don't want to give spoilers out, but there's a reason that I am actually going to disappoint people and not spaz out today. Hmm. I don't believe you. But there's, but there's a, I'm, I'm, I'm telling the truth. I would never lie. I would never lie to you. There's a method to my madness. But go off, go off. To have our special guest on this week is going to be something that we're going to talk about, not only with what the stories that we have for the conference finals, but there is also the draft lottery tonight and two huge stories that ended up coming out last week feed what comes from the draft lottery. Some a little bit more than uh, others, but the two superstars that are involved in it are very huge products of the past few seasons and one of the bigger drafts that we have to talk about throughout the 2010s. It affects his New Orleans Pelicans in very grand ways from the stories that we saw last week. And thankfully, you can hear him as one half of the free tuition podcast with Scott Stockton, wherever you get your shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Google Podcasts. He is one of the earlier RSPN alumni, and I'm very happy to have him back because we got to talk about these Pelicans. We got to talk about these Mavericks. And of course, what came from last week's stories conversations in the bomb that went off on Wednesday and what we have tonight in the draft lottery. We have Malone back on with us once again. Malone, how is it feeling on a night like tonight? Fellas, appreciate y'all having me back. Uh, You know, feeling good about the lottery. Um, Definitely want to get things going in that direction. Maybe come away with another piece if we get a high pick. Maybe flip the Mm -hmm. pick into something, you know, into another proven player. Who knows? But as far as talking about Zion, I mean, you know, I guess we'll get into that when it's time. But um, I got a lot to unpack with that one. Yeah, well, sure. as we as we oh, a lot to unpack. That's a, that's a D. I think a, I think a lot of Pelicans fans are well, a lot of Pelicans fans are just feeling different ways. But we're gonna we're gonna talk about that after the break. Let's talk about what we have in front of us for these last four teams that remain in the NBA 
playoffs. Like we just said a couple of minutes ago, it feels like everybody's expectations have been completely shattered. Um, has it felt that way for you looking at these last four teams in the uh, in, in, in the in the NBA playoffs? Because um, like Jeff had mentioned, I don't think we've done a lot of positive Bucks talk this past season because Jeff and I have just been very much more interested in what happens around this time of the month for NBA basketball, for playoff basketball. And thankfully, in Milwaukee's case, not only have they continued to play within June, but they have a fairly good shot at making their way to the NBA Finals. And the other team that we have to talk about that we did not do too much positive coverage on on RSPN this season um, – has gained somehow gained a name. I'm not saying it's their name back, but it's a name. Uh, well, that's that really we up to putting, you, bro. Because throughout the put- season, I, you know, I'm I mentioned them by name throughout the season. Yes, personally, yes. Every now and then, sometimes I would throw the redacted in there and just move on. But yeah, I, it's really on you, bro. It, I'm not gonna ask you right now. I'm gonna give you some more time to think about it throughout the show if you want to. Like, is it time? I think I'm at a good place. I think I'm at a good place. I think I'm at a good place with it. But I did not know if Malone was on the redacted train or if he's actually happy that the redact. Oh, I I can't. I can't even give away the name yet. I I don't think he. I don't. I mean, obviously, Malone speaks for himself. Who is that really a question? I mean, who's really like? Yeah, who's really a man? I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm sure they exist, but. Like Clipper fans are out there, but I've never been a Clipper guy, uh, especially after the Chris Paul trade when we were at the time the Hornets. Um, when we sent Chris Paul, oh there, yeah, I was definitely done with. Uh, <laughs> I, I wanted no success or anything they had going on over there. But I've, I've, but I've, I've, I've relieved Chris of that. I've, I've, yeah, it, it didn't I've work out anyway. So. It, did, it didn't work out. Yeah. You know, but I've, I've channeled the energy elsewhere. But uh, Chris is free. Chris is absolutely free from not oh, only the. What are we talking about here, man? What's up, man? Um, well, I, I think know, like, Mark, you want to let this shit go, bro? I, I don't know. Malone, if Malone just let fully... out. He let out. I mean, Clippers. We, him, and I both said Clippers openly. I mean, it's a, it's yeah. a, it's a way different thing for Malone because it's, it's almost what is it? December, a date in December. I want to say it was December 11th. That is going to be the 10 year. This December 11th is going to be the 10 year anniversary of the greatest tweet of all time. It is the Chris Paul Wow tweet. Wow. It is a Chris Paul Wow tweet. That is as literally a couple of months away. The greatest tweet of all time. So for Malone, this hits a little bit different because it almost ended up with Chris Paul going to the Los Angeles Lakers. And who knows what the landscape of the NBA would have been if that ended up happening. But David Stern, thankfully, laid the law down, ended it, and Chris Paul made his way to – let's just go ahead and debut the new name. I think they've done well enough throughout this past uh, week, throughout throughout the, the, the second round, Against the Utah Jazz, the Utah Jazz have—I can't even say that they've been buried this week because not a lot of people put a we lot of stock care. into a number we one really team in the Western Conference. We don't care don't about think, them. Bro. Yeah, I, I think that's the most—I think that's the most damning part. As much as the Utah Jazz probably deserve a whole lot of slander, uh, the three-time Defensive Player of the Year in Rudy Gobert is the one that's getting uh, diamond tests put to his uh, Defensive Player of the Year trophies. <laughs> so much so that he's reacting <laughs> to it on Twitter. <laughs> Transcending. Hey man, the fact that he reacted to it on Twitter is like he's hurting. He's yo, hurting. You can, you can always tell when he's cast like not American, bro. <laughs> is that hey, what it is? As I'm long telling as you, bro. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Listen to me. Listen to me real quick. And I'm not. I'm not saying that like, it's not about not being American. It's about 
not being American and then playing an American sport and then being around American like traditions, meaning like the, the things that like we as like black people start, you know? So like, think about it. MB, Ben Simmons, this cat right here we talking about, bro, they're all a little like sensitive, bro. And, and, and they have no like, their reactions to it are like, they got nasty reactions, bro. They got nasty reactions. He shouldn't even be br- worried about that, bro. You're three times, bro. If I've won three defensive titles, yeah. If niggas want to get their jokes off, so be it, bro. But like, I'm not about to like be reading comments about that. I think I think you started COVID hurt less than the diamond tester being put to his defensive be, player right? of the year. Oh, I don't even think he reacted. I don't think he even reacted that bad to you starting COVID. Yeah, that should be worse than this. Should be. You're not used to the bars, man. It's not used to the bars. They didn't grow up like <laughs> that, know, bro. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is very this is very close to some July Fourth type combo. Would you like me to put Yankee Doodle Dandy um under underneath underneath some of this talk? Because this might turn into this is America part two. This is it, it could turn into this because everybody we're talking about today, they little you know I'm not sure if they went to elementary school, middle school, high school with us. They're not sure what it looked like. Bro. So they've so they've dealt with a much different type of uh, upbringing. How many, how many, how I guess times, you would say how many times would be would got beat up in an American public school? Let's be real. Would he, would he have been beat up? I mean, I mean, I don't know. No, I, I mean, feel like I'm, I'm saying, look, height, height, and athletics aside, bro, just the way that he is. The last couple of days might have uh, shown on, that man. there's a little bit more of a humble side to Joel Embiid than uh, than we had known. My man been shitting on his teammates, bro. We'll get to it. <laughs> hey, y'all think y'all think y'all think he cried in the car? He definitely cried on the way to the um, car. Um. That's 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 such the the most I think awkward. He may have. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of awkward there's a lot of awkward things that come from the end of this series between the 76ers and the Hawks because the tears that are being swept are against losing to the Atlanta Hawks, but in a fashion that I'm just very very stunned the that Sixers fans are taking it better this way. Oh, well, in this case, yes, the Atlanta Hawks did beat the Philadelphia 76ers. Yes, they did. One of the top seeds in the Eastern Conference led the Eastern Conference. Yes. Had an MVP type candidate. Yes. An MVP type candidate that you and I championed over the actual MVP. Sure. We played Castaway for the actual MVP. What will we get for the Philadelphia 76ers? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I really I really don't know. I do have thoughts. We have I to unpack have it. There's a lot to unpack. I don't. Before you decide to unpack it, I'll unpack it. I'll let Malone unpack it, and then you really can unpack it because you guys have a very strong history. But there's, but there's a, a large amount to unpack between the 76ers and the Hawks series. But along with what had happened within the past week since the injury of Kyrie Irving and the loss of James Harden, um, around that Game Four area between the Milwaukee Bucks and the Brooklyn Nets, James mm-hmm. came back. Played through injury clearly uh, in minutes that I was very stunned to see, 40-plus minutes in some games between games five, six, and seven. But it won a large amount of respect and praise for Kevin Durant, not only with having one of the, the, the most spectacular playoff performances, even statistically, that we have seen, uh, whether you'd like to look at it from an analytical standpoint, from an eye test standpoint, from a fan standpoint, from a, uh, a logical standpoint, wh- wh- whichever way that you would like to spin the way that you watch the star that is Kevin Durant. Game five was one of those games that you could not refute. And game six ended up being a little bit more difficult for Brooklyn. And game seven ended in an overtime win for Milwaukee that yeah. now leads them to the conference finals, probably saves Mike Budenholzer's job. Probably. And we look at the Brooklyn Nets a whole lot 
differently because now they are out of finals contention. <clears throat> but sure. I think it's more of 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 a different way to look at Brooklyn just based on seeing how they went out with all of that injury. Because I don't I think a lot of people are looking at the Brooklyn Nets and saying, you know, the same thing would have happened if you had Kyrie Irving, if you mm-hmm. had a healthier James Harden, and we had the Brooklyn Nets that we expected to mow through the Eastern Conference and make their way to the NBA Finals as soon as the Harden trade went down initially. Yeah, you know, I do see it as, uh, you know, they're still the Brooklyn Nets as far as the, the DNA that they've, that they've made this season. They will be, they'll be completely fine. I expect them to compete next year just the same. They have had a lot of injuries. And Kevin Durant basically left everything out there, and we witnessed it. You know, so there's not a lot of slander to give them. You know, I could see now, look, if all three of them boys was in there and they took that L, you know, I'm sure there'd be a lot of things. Whole different perspective, yes. Yeah, whole different perspective. But uh, not to call it an excuse, because I do think regardless of the injuries, the players that played left it, you know, they left it on the on the court. Uh, and, you know, Durant being the main one we spoke about. I mean, he did everything that he possibly could in that game seven. He had no legs. You could tell from the last shot. He just, he had to, you know, it was like, well, nobody else needs to be taking this shot but me. And he did, even though it didn't have any lift, he put it out there. You could tell. So, um, but I mean, there's still like a problem going forward. So I'm sure they would cleaned up this off season. I can't imagine there'll be any like free agency shenanigans as far as like trade rumors and anything with those three main guys. I saw they're not going to worry about uh, Spencer Dinwiddie's, uh, his, um, as option contract so mm-hmm. yeah so they'll move that money aside and probably uh, go get more players to, to help out help out the team so it should be controversy fee- free this summer for those guys and they'll be fine next season but uh yeah they, they left everything out there man but the bucks are just so like um like not exciting that like you know how good they are but none of us want to like completely put our energy into them you know um because they're just not like explosive i guess you could say and you know we've had our Giannis jokes going on here for the past few weeks uh, about his play and, and what he's really doing out there uh but i mean they put the work in they got it done they forced the seven they got it they got it done um and uh yeah they're headed to the conference final so i honestly i was not thinking about them being in this position uh you know six months ago <laughs> yeah, and it felt and it felt a lot better like watching the end of the Heat series with the Bucks and seeing the first two games of the Nets and the Bucks and feeling like a lot of the improvements and the adjustments that Milwaukee made to prepare for a playoffs of this nature. When we once we saw those first two games, we were like, okay, they're getting blown out by forty. All this was fool's gold. Drew <laughs> Holiday was a waste. Uh, Bryn mm-hmm. Forbes was now back to normal. They did not look yeah. like the stars that <laughs> they, they that didn't. went fucking amazing against the Miami Heat. But now that conversation is now, yeah, exactly. Now that conversation is now null and void because a win pretty much cures all of those type of ailments that Bucks fans originally had facing Brooklyn. I think it's a little bit difficult to try and view this series from a non-injury perspective because again you could play the Kanye West uh type of uh quote over that and say I guess we'll never know but I guess for now know. we're gonna have Durant and James Harden uh preparing for Tokyo I, I'm so stunned that James Harden is going to Tokyo for for first and yeah, foremost is he really because yeah he's yeah. gone bro wow wow I'm not sure I why I know that he should be resting um I, he doesn't have to do this I mean we're gonna we're gonna you know we're gonna dominate yeah, there's multiple there's multiple athletes. <laughs> they that don't have, need you to uh, be there, but 
I mean, not to be, you know, like he's great. Let's, you know, that's clear as day. But bro, we're fine. We're gonna win. Yeah, that we shit, saw. We, yeah, we saw you. Want, we saw you play games five, six, and seven. That was completely commendable. But goddamn, you're going to Tokyo to now fight for America. I mean, that's that's that is amazing in itself. But there have been multiple stars that have already confirmed that they are heading uh, their way to Tokyo with those two stars that are in the Nets being one of them. But I thought it was. It, I think one of the most amazing things that I took out of that is to have. Games five, six, and seven from what Durant was able to do, the 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 the, the turnaround two-pointer to actually mm. tie it and put it in overtime, the huge game five performance, to fight in game six, the fights that he had with PJ Tucker, everything that he did to kept the Brooklyn Nets afloat has really pushed two of his bigger extremities that happens with a lot of his fandom. Uh we saw the response that came from for some reason, there's still a good amount of rabid LeBron fans that just want to continue the LeBron and KD type of thing that they continue as of right now. And I saw the tweet from an NFL athlete. I, if it is a big name NFL athlete, I'm sorry. The name is just not coming to me right now, and I should have remembered it. But it's somebody fun. tweeted out that, you know, it's funny because LeBron James mowed through a lot of the Eastern Conference with ease when he was in the Eastern Conference. Did not see too much of a uh, correlation, and I was very surprised that we're wasting performances like that from Durant on that type of conversation. Yeah, we don't but, have to. They're not the same player at all. The situations have changed. The time has changed. I don't. I don't. Even, I don't want to make it look like look that way. But because we we were talking about the Bucks for a second, and I do want to ask Malone, are you happy for Drew? I am happy for Drew. Uh, you know. He, he, he devoted a lot of time to, to the city of New Orleans for the organization. You know, I'm happy to see him go to the conference finals, but his team born as hell. Uh, I will say, like, y'all remember how when we were growing up and used to watch the Spurs and the playoffs, it's like, damn, like, these niggas is boring, man. Like, you know, Tim Duncan and them. That's why I get I – like, I feel like the Spurs more entertaining than watching these Bucks. I mean, I, I, can't, I can't get jiggy with it at all. I mean, they uh, – you know, I'm having to my boy, though. But, yeah, yeah them, them yeah, boys yeah. are born. Yeah, the Milwaukee Bucks are going to have an opportunity to play the Atlanta Hawks in an Eastern Conference Finals that I just think is not being given the proper amount of credit or respect. As we talked about Durant and seeing one of the sides of the extremities of a lot of his fandom that he gets probably daily, hourly, by the minute on Twitter, yeah. trying to provide a LeBron type of perspective on it, I was stunned to see a lot of the fans that were very critical of him at points in time give him the respect that he was able to go out in pretty much a blaze of glory for Brooklyn. As you know, I, I listen to a lot of Dan Levitar, and, and we all know uh, yeah, Stu Gatz's personal record book. Even he was giving Durant a lot of the respect that he did not provide him in the Golden State Warriors. And again, this is these are these these are things that probably mean absolutely nothing at all to Kevin Durant in the larger spectrum of things. But I look at how the pendulum swings for many different athletes, especially athletes of that huge of a nature, of how things can change at a game that has so many different things implied to the survival of your team that opinions can literally change in an instant. Yeah. I mean I don't know if I don't know if Durant loves the fact that he is a is a is a player that comes with a very small amount of nuance, but it could be it could be thrilling for a lot of players. People love the positive and the negative things. It could end up being motivation for them. And I think that's what we're seeing a whole lot in Atlanta right now. 
just seeing the fact that Atlanta has even made their way to a conference finals in areas that not a lot of teams, media, fans gave them the opportunity to even think that they would make it this far in the first place. No, I mean, you could you could definitely say that, dude. I, I just, man, honestly, looking at this postseason, like just as a whole, things have happened in a pretty good way as far as like, where I want teams to be or like surprises, quote unquote, like Cinderella stories. I thought it's been awesome, man. And people are still like on this wave of like, me and Malone were actually talking about it before we like hopped on here. Just like, you know, like, yo, because if this was Golden State, the Lakers, you know, uh, uh, you know, just teams that we see all the time. I mean, people would be, they'd still find a way to be like, oh, here we go again, you know, Curry or Braun or whatever. But it's like they're never really happy. How can you not be happy to see all these young cats absolutely balling and carrying their teams? But not just that, but, you know, the bench comes in and they're exciting too. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's not just about like like Trey and Booker or, you know what I'm saying, like Aiton is stepping up. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. Kevin is balling. You know, like there's different players on different teams, benches outscoring other benches so they can just secure the win. I think that's incredible. I don't know what people are complaining about. And we still have some of these teams that, like, you know, we expect to compete. I mean, people are still getting their clippers, although we don't have Kawhi. You know what I'm saying? I, I just – I can't see, like – I can't see why people are still, like, caught up on, like, oh, ratings or the Torre tweet that we saw today that was kind of like you could tell he ain't watched no hoops at all but like yeah it'd be people who don't even watch like the games during the regular <laughs> season they don't even watch so we said so we set the theme for the ratings brigade because I hear them coming down the street right now it's coming but like, bro it don't make no sense bro you gotta keep your mouth shut it'd be the same folks talking about oh this team needs to move out of their city and go somewhere yeah like shut your ass <laughs> up man <laughs> Exactly. I don't understand it, bro. I'm glad I'm glad KD said what he said to Torrey, man. But that's that's how you pronounce his name, right? Two new members of the ratings oh, brigade man. end up coming out These things happen. within the past week. Torrey writes on Sunday, uh, what was it, Sunday afternoon? Is this yeah. not a nightmare for the NBA? None of the big crossover stars are left in the playoffs. Guys who casual basketball fans know and want to watch. No LeBron, Steph Durant, Luka. Only one of the top 15 best-selling jerseys are still playing. This is not good for the league. <laughs> a second member of the ratings brigade, Eric Bolert writes right underneath a Phoenix Milwaukee finals would not be good for the NBA. Kevin Durant Im- immediately retweets Torre and that writes, Imagine Torre for professional basketball. This nigga equated the jersey sales. <laughs> Who gives a fuck about jerseys? <laughs> On what we have for playoff basketball, this is literally. What we have want this is the closest thing. Granted, it's come at the cost of ankles, arms, and unfortunately a decent amount of injury. But this is the closest thing that we have had to unpredictability in a playoff scenario like the NFL gets championed for. The NBA, it does not happen because seven-game series pretty much damn near guarantee that it's not going to happen. Now, Injury has changed that up a bit. A lot of things have changed that up a bit. This is still a season that has uh, had remnants of COVID sprayed all over it. Injuries have made it a whole lot more difficult. An early start has made things a whole lot more difficult. But 
we have what we have currently between the Milwaukee Bucks, the Atlanta Hawks, the Phoenix Suns, and the newly termed Los Angeles basketball team. We're championing it now. <laughs> Is it time? The Redacteds, the period, the season, they have done their time. They have done their punishment. I originally had it only as a punishment because I wanted to make sure that they beat the Lakers first before I took it away. The Lakers are gone. We don't have to talk about too much about the Lakers. The Los Angeles basketball team has made a conference finals for the first time. The Los Angeles basketball team. Don't really like that. I was just, you know, I was really hoping you didn't say like the Inglewood basketball team. I would have, I would explode it then. No, they are the Los Angeles. But why is why is Inglewood basketball team worse than Los Angeles basketball team? I don't I don't want to hear that on a week to week basis from you. Uh, the Inglewood basketball team, the IBT. Oh, that would <laughs> oh, kill no. me, bro. Would I mean, I, me, I mean, I could do I could do Los Angeles. No, I'd be furious at Los Angeles basketball team. He, they could have that. Okay, I like I like Los I'm, Angeles I'm, I don't, basketball I don't mind team. that. It's like a it's like a, a Washington Redskins. You know, they're the uh, what are they called now? Uh, yeah, the Washington, the Washington football, football team. Club. Washington football. There you go. There you go. Is it Dun- Clubber yeah. team? Is it Clubber? I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's Clubber team, but one of those. Regardless. Yeah, the, yeah that's yeah, it. Yeah. They can't fully have their name back until they reach the NBA Finals, and that's yet to be seen. Damn, because dude. Is that how you're getting out of this? I don't I don't make the – I don't make – I almost gave it back to them, but then shout out to Donnie Luch. He said, you know what? Keep it until they make the NBA Finals. And I said, you know what, Donnie? Come that on, is an amazing bro. idea. Then Chris Mack came through. Chris Mack came and said, you know what? There's a Los Angeles basketball team. Donnie really said that? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Keep it till they make the final. Why not? They have a point. They have a point. They, fed, they fed us a lie Amen. last year. They have to pay for their crimes. Hey, bro. They about to get cooked, though. By so, the Suns? I mean, if they, if yeah, they, do, get, get if they do get cooked by the Suns, I'm not mad. They're they know how many though. in South Florida are rooting we for the Suns right now. We need an Atlanta Hawks. Phoenix Sun final. Imagine the that Trey Young facing Chris it. Paul. The streets need it, bro. The streets need it. Crazy, bro. Oh goodness gracious! Atlanta. That'd be, that'd be my first final. Your we're going first more. finals ever. Oh, I'm yeah. at, and imagine that. I'll pay the fee. I have to. Like honestly, that's one of the things you just pay the fee for. You know, like whatever. It is. <laughs> pay pay yeah, the put tax. Me, put me wherever. Yeah, you put just me, pay the tax. Me the building. I tried to get in Game Seven. It was just. It was just too much, bro. See, this is one of the best. These, this is one of the two best things we're going to talk about on RSPN. This is going to be one of the two best things that we talk about as far as benefits of listening to RSPN every week. I do champion those that are NBA podcasters that are going to be able to speak a lot of what we are going to see for the next week in incredible intelligence. Shout out to the Dunker Spot. Shout out to Nikias Duncan. That is one name that I tune into weekly for a lot of his NBA analysis. He loves the Milwaukee Bucks. He loves what has happened with Chris Middleton. I would like to say that I am the complete opposite of Nikias Duncan this week. So as you can listen to the Dunker Spot and hear some incredible NBA analysis, you can listen to RSPN every week to be able to hear how Jeff is going to be able to propose to Mariah the Scientist if the Atlanta Hawks make the NBA Finals. You've heard it here first. I'm breaking news. I never said that. I don't know. Uh, don't, 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 don't back away from it. You got to do it. I'm just trying to get. I'm just trying to get Mariah video to 100,000 views right now. Bro. That's all I'm. It's not at 100,000. I don't. I don't. She said. She said it was at like 70 or some shit. So y'all know. playing around, and that's a hard yeah, record too. It is a hard record. I'm not really sure what niggas is doing out here, but I. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to say. Um, did you hit? Did you hit the pre-order button on Apple Music for Rai Rai World? 
I don't, you know, I don't pre-order nothing but Claro. Didn't, didn't right? even. So you pre-ordered Claro. Well, I, I mean, obviously you're going to pre-order Claro, but you didn't hit the pre-order button on Rai Rai World? No, not quite, bro. Not quite. Some of those songs could be about me. What? What? Hello? Hello? <laughs> what makes you say that you listened to the three pre-order tracks that are on there and any of those are about you? I don't, I mean, I really don't have an answer. Um, right are you now, also going to say uh, Snow Allegra's pre-orders are about you? No, I have nothing to do with snow. Although that record, <laughs> the record that uh, <laughs> why why are you laughing at that? The record. Why do you that, sound uh, so disgusted? No, no, I mean I'm not disgusted, but that album cover is awful, by the way. But look, look, the record is hard. That record that she dropped yesterday is, is fire. Um, I, it, it was all right. Is it is it's it dying not, for your love? Is it dying for your no, love? No, but but, that, but that's what happens when you do those type of records. You gotta you gotta be prepared for people to like us to say that it's not. That's true. Hard. I think I think, that, I think I think I think the album's still going to be good. By the but time that we record. hear that, by the time that we hear that, I think we're going to get a good picture of what we're going to see in the NBA Finals. Will it be the Phoenix Suns and the Atlanta Hawks? We are not positive. I think that would be an exciting matchup that more people are going to give a whole lot credit for outside of the damn ratings brigade. But Phoenix Suns a team that has not won an NBA championship, the Los Angeles basketball team, a team that has not won an NBA championship. The Atlanta Hawks have not won since they were the St. Louis Hawks. Shout out to John Cena in the jersey. And um, actually, that might have been a completely different team. Holy shit. I might have just got that, that team completely wrong. And the Milwaukee Bucks have not won since the 70s uh, with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Will that so, continue? Find out now. These are, yeah, these, yeah, these are going to be four huge things that have the opportunity to break in this coming week for the conference finals, we're going to have alternating days uh, for all around the world. There's going to be one game a night, no more two game nights, which could end mm-hmm. up being beneficial for a lot more people. But sure. I'm happy to see those four teams. It's going to be nice. Oh, it's yeah, it's yeah. it's going to have way more. It's going to have way more interest than I think LeBron James gave a whole lot of credit for last week as Black hey, Wednesday happened. Um, we lost Chris Paul to COVID. We lost bro. Kawhi to the ACL injury, which has put Paul George in a much different uh, position. Probably made him a whole lot more comfortable too. Truth well, I was just out. It, no, it, it, that's a good exactly, point. exactly. Malone, go ahead. No, I, I'm I'm nah. on the same page. Hey, man, PG. You know, you go back to them Indiana days. He used to being that that one guy on the perimeter who you know mm-hmm. the offense kind of really kind of working through. Uh, besides somebody in the post, and that's that's what we've been seeing. He he out here. Um, Making it do what it do, and uh, and you know showing his worth, uh, trying to get rid of uh, that that stigma that's been put against him, I guess. But um, yeah, he's balling. He is. He absolutely is. I mean, he, it's, it's definitely a, a low pressure situation because he's like, well, fucking nigga, I can get my twenty four shots up, you know, and motherfuckers gonna see that I'm trying because it's just me. Mm-hmm. It's cool, man. <laughs> he can do that now, and he he got a free pass, man. And it helps that so, you're getting huge games from Terrence Mann. Those, those, those are the type of names that hey, you'd well, love to have yeah, step up. The, the Terrence Mann shit is honestly, you know, he's they're very lucky. It's they're crazy. very lucky that, that he decided to, to you know, come alive. Yeah, you uh, want to be able not to that, have not that, not that he hasn't guys. been playing well, because he has been. He's just mm-hmm. not a big name. And, uh, you know, playoffs is, you know, that, that's where you get your money. So team's going to remember this because he's going to get paid now. Just off, yeah. just off this performance for sure, he's getting paid. Hey, I yeah, will throw out there. Uh, Tyloo coaching his ass off too. Oh too. man, bro, we have to we have to say it. I'm, I'm glad you said that shit because he's really the man. Uh, I think he got through, he got past that whole you know 
Look who he's coaching. That right. thing, you know, like <laughs> look look at his some players. Fuck, some fucking nerve. Yeah, man. And we and we and we, and we laughed out at the point in time, but I think the time of, the time of laughing is over. Honestly, I think that I think the time of it's laughing cool. is 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 just over. Doc cool. Rivers failed last year. I think there's no better term to use than that. Paul George had his critiques, had his qualms. Doc Rivers said, "Well, guess what? Ty Lue is right next to me. It's not going to get any different." Now Ty Lue has a game, multiple games this week. Mm-hmm. To try and get the Los Angeles basketball team in the NBA Finals while Doc Rivers is at home. Yeah, Doc's at home. still living off 08, man. Still living off 08? High school money? Come on, man. We were 17 years old. <laughs> <laughs> in the 2008 Boston Celtics Championship. And this is this is not... You know what? I, I'm going to get up for this. I'm going to get up for this. Yeah, you might have to get up for this, buddy. <laughs> I'm going to get up for this. I'm gonna get up for this. This is this is not this is not going to be about the 2008 Boston Celtics. I refuse. No, to give, no, no. Let's not even take it there. Who cares about those guys? I won't pull a Jada kiss and say I'm about to take my shirt off for this. <laughs> this does not deserve that energy. But in a way, that's the theme of my emotions towards watching Philadelphia burn this weekend, and I'll tell you why. I'm looking at this from such a Rick Ross perspective. I enjoyed the seven game roller coaster between the Sixers and the Hawks. Okay. At the end of it, I chose to use the term sympathy as I watched those final minutes. Sympathy. Mm-hmm. A controversial term. Sure. Given our uh, history with the Philadelphia 76ers on this show. I want to do my best to not make this very heavy-handed for the Miami Heat. Their role here is small. I know Jeff is going to slap me if I make this a Heat episode. This role yeah, is small. Not, not today, buddy. But it's significant. Mm-hmm. The Heat here, the role is small. But it's important in this story. This is not a row session for a lot of Sixer fans. This is not a row session for Amp. I love my brother, even though the truce, even through the truce, Amp, honestly. Be careful. Amp been blocking niggas. None of this is aimed at Amp. I do fear what Keith has in store for him on Random Acts of Podcast this week. Please pray for oh, Amp this man. week. I don't know what Please Keith is going to tell Amp man. this week. We'll be tuned in when that time is ready. But this is not a session for Amp. But with his team instead, I use the word sympathy a few friends of mine were curious about the term probably rightfully so shout out to azam my og with everything in this heat world him and Wyle, of course but he suggested to me that after this weekend the truce goes in the garbage and we need the vintage back bring the vintage back another huge supporter of the rnc shout out my boy john couldn't wait for the slanderless pact to end so that the truth can be preached once again he said once again once again Preach, go on, go on. He said, he said. But I can't return back to the past. Wow. I can't. Well, bring it to the future. The most comical thing about the past shows on a day like yesterday, Mm. the one of the funniest things is because for the RSPN faithful, what they may have heard on sports radio yesterday sounds like a rerun of our shit. It sounds like a rerun of our shit. Things we action packed, An action-packed Monday on ESPN yesterday Mm-hmm. 2021 ESPN sounds like 2018 RSPN. What they say? And the only issue with that mm. is that it was already too late by the time we gave the word. It's That's what word. bothers me the most. The mm. idea of the process mm. was already all the rage in your favorite NBA circles, yeah. your huge groups that you had, your text threads, and by yes. the time that we got to introduce ourselves as Mark and Jeff. Philadelphia was three years deep three into years the dirtiest deep. game. It was already a failure. Our second episode mm. 
had a goddamn blue tank on it. It did. How could I forget? And this isn't about tanking. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's about deceit. Yes. Joel Embiid. Mm. Jaleel Okafor. (laughs) Ben Simmons. (laughs) Markel Fultz. Oh, Fultz. More than enough. More than enough to convince not only fans, but media that this was going to win playoff series. Notice the multiple. Notice the S. Series. If you revisited this with fans today that spoke big about Philadelphia and they began to backtrack, don't let them forget a single fucking word that they said. This wasn't a Reddit phenomenon. They were projected to win. Come out of the East. Take over the East. Make the finals. Everything that you've heard on NBA telecasts. Not even just random Twitter handles. NBA telecasts. For the next five years, who did they pick to come out the East? Who did they pick? Over and over again. The Milwaukee Bucks over and, over and the again. Philadelphia 76ers. That's, That's all we heard, bro. Because of the growth of Giannis Antetokounmpo and the process. <laughs> Blind support of the process. And the Cleveland Cavaliers as your go-to Eastern Conference of course, picks. Of course, of course. Toronto broke the mold one year. LeBron left for Golden Pastures. And we're stuck with the same two damn teams. It's been the Bucks and the Sixers since episode one of RSPN up until today. And you know what? It's going to happen again next year. It absolutely will, bro. It's, it's going to happen again nowhere. next year. Although and, and, Milwaukee, and, and We're going to still be talking about it the same way. Milwaukee had their roads and their challenges. You can look at their history. But Sixer fans, what did they tell you? They told you to wait on it. They lost for five fucking years and told you to wait on it. RSPN debuted, and within months, the Sixers won their first playoff series in six years. Against the Heat, no less. How can we forget that? It even came with a nice red bow to celebrate Meek Mill getting out of jail. Everybody was happy. Joel Embiid pointing at the TV, doing (laughs) finger guns. Woohoo! Champagne poured on Brett Brown's head. For a a first round playoff series. Yeah, they, they, they got extra. They got extra. They said Sam Hinkie deserves a 30 for 30. <laughs> Don't laugh! Don't even laugh! Oh my god! Because it was said they lost in five to the Celtics the next round, but no, next everybody round. was still high. Everybody yeah. was they, they were smoking the Sixers, smoking process pack, <laughs> and smoking process pack. <laughs> we'll just get them next year. Don't even worry. There's still Ben Simmons. There's still Joel Embiid. Markel will learn how to shoot. We'll get them next year. <laughs> <laughs> Next year comes and what happens, Jeff? The hey, fight man, in we, Minnesota we, happens. And Jimmy Butler goes to the fucking Sixers and Stephen A. Smith says, Woohoo! The Sixers are now gonna come out the East. Yeah, he did. He you could probably did. still find the video on his Twitter. It's not hyperbole. <laughs> they beat the Brooklyn Nets in the first round. The yeah. pissy pamper kid cutty Brooklyn Nets hit the damn dance. <laughs> Dancing a Playboy Cardi. A series that was five games and highlighted by Jared Dudley. Oh, God. So, like, having issues with people that talked crazy on the Philadelphia 76 or probably issues with a beat. I don't even care. I don't even remember. (laughs) They beat the Nets in five. 
And they followed up that up with a seven game series that ended in one of the biggest fucking buzzer beaters that we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. A shot that we'll see in our old age. And B cries, but he'll be the only one with tears running down his face because most fans aren't even swayed. Let's just fucking do it again next year. <laughs> we got it next year, y'all. Let's do it right. again. Woo! <laughs> again. Sixers and Bucks all over. Inside the NBA, Sixers, Bucks. <laughs> Six stars, Bucks. Jimmy no, leaves. Jimmy leaves. Yeah, yeah. No, you did not get rid of him, Philly Sixers Nation, as you'd like to tweet last uh, or the other day. He got rid of you. <laughs> Many had critiques. Basketball legends, basketball Twitter, with yes. their favorite players as their avatars. This is yes. gonna fail. Jimmy Butler isn't gonna do shit with the Miami Heat. It's a loser move, and we do it again. Unfortunately, this time, the world flips upside down, and everything screeches to a halt. Yeah, yeah. the NBA returns, and you're swept by the Boston Celtics. A Boston Celtics that Joel Embiid stated is not our rival because we keep getting our ass kicked. What do you know? <laughs> what do you know? Injuries, you want to bring them up? Sure. COVID, why not? Everything for this season works in your favor. None of it fucking mattered for the Heat. So let's, you know what? Let's do it again. Let's do it again. We still got Sixers, time. Sixers, Bucks. Are you beginning to see a pattern here? <laughs> we got time. Is anybody beginning to see Trust a pattern? The Trust the process. We got time. 2021 comes. The Milwaukee Bucks have at least made a conference finals, even though they lost to Toronto. Philadelphia has done nothing. The fourth year of pure disappointment for Sixers fans and Bucks fans, and yet, who dominates the Eastern Conference conversation again? This time, we get to add a new member since Brooklyn pulls off their heist in acquiring James Harden. As much as the Heat failed that trade, the Sixers did too, and it's hilarious because now their fans actually open their mouths to fucking tell you that they failed that trade. Now Now they they actually want to give Ben Simmons for James Harden. (laughs) Of course, now. And this time, surprise! You lead the East under a new coach. A season where Joel Embiid is considered the MVP of the league. Actual praise. That makes sense. Compared to what you told us in the last four years, you lost the MVP, but that's not of many people's concern because the NBA universe is ready to watch you win series. Your MVP's banged up, but you beat the Wizards, who also have a banged up star, and you lose in seven games to the Atlanta Hawks. The Atlanta Hawks, who at the beginning of your deceit, made the conference finals and lost to LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers. A team that gets labeled with a nickname that Hawks fans still hear today, or at least up until Sunday night. The Spurs East was a huge blunder, and it got taken down, rebuilt, reset with one of the most critiqued players to come out of recent drafts, and yet they made the conference finals before you. Damn. I see the Hawks four times a damn year, multiple different players in the driver's seat. And the reason I can't talk too spicy to the damn Hawks is because even when their closing cast involves a 32-year-old Tracy McGrady, he's still giving Miami buckets. Still. Multiple Hawks players have done it. We fought a decent amount this past decade. And to see them make a conference finals, a conference finals is stunning in itself. And it's stunning because outside of those tapped into the Southeast division, you can count on your fingers the amount of people that gave Atlanta the time of day. Meanwhile, you piss away all your praise for another year. Praise you don't deserve. And at the end of the series, what do you do? 
Doc Rivers reminds people that this isn't an L because the Sixers got swept last year. So we did better. We did better, guys. He didn't say that, did he? He absolutely said this is not an L of a season. This is a team (laughs) that got swept in the first round of the playoffs last year. He can't find an answer as to whether or not Ben Simmons is in the correct position to play for a championship. His coach. His coach. Joel Embiid told the media the momentum shifted after Ben passed out on that layup, then hopped on Twitter to tell Philadelphia, hey, don't forget, I did all this with a torn meniscus. Do you hear yourself? (laughs) Does anybody hear themselves in Philadelphia? Please tell them. Please tell them, bro. Let them know. We've debated Ben Simmons so damn much on this show, I've damn near lost count. You threw him under the bus and watched his fans burn his jerseys outside the arena. And it wasn't even off the past four years that I just yelled about. It was losing a series to Kevin Herter. <laughs> damn, I care. It was Palm Beach boy John Collins wearing a t-shirt, baptizing and B that made you pissed off. <laughs> yeah, I saw a little you know video. I saw my bad. I saw a little video of uh, somebody out there giving uh uh, ben Simmons, the Blues, man, um, leaving the stadium. It was bad. The nerve. The <laughs> nerve of Sixers fans. And you know what hurts the most? Philadelphia can afford pissing this all away. I guarantee you in the 2022 season, you'll hear the name of this team again. We decided to diamond test Rudy Gobert's trophies. How about we put it in the middle of the fucking Wells Fargo Center? Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to go off. Put it on that old Sixers logo with fucking Benjamin Franklin. Does it have a, does it have a corny <laughs> name like Lucky? Does some corny shit to that, too? Throw it on him and see if it goes off. Some of you have the nerve to call any team that excelled last year in that bubble a team that benefited that from bubble play. Because at this point, the Philadelphia 76ers are fucking pray for a fluke. Yeah. This is Sam Hinkie deserves a 30 for 30. Your objective this week is to teach the youthful Sixer fans, those young Sixer fans that you have, there was a time 20 years ago to this month where the team played in June and it was worth Inject a damn. Inject it. The team that your goat stepped over is in the damn conference finals as a coach. As a coach. You can't even make it. Never mind the result. I felt Shaquille O'Neal with everything I had in my damn body when Ben Simmons told (laughs) me he needs to do better. Hey, bro, I felt that. And Kenny Smith and Charles Bradley said, oh, Benny Wetty, that's all we can ask for. All we want is accountability. Are you kidding me? It's <laughs> like, yeah, dog, like accountability, bro. What are you talking about? Nigga, Chris Bosch was called out of his gender for playoff performances better than that. Damn. He really was. <laughs> they called hey, him a fucking queen. Could you believe that? <laughs> Not even 10 years ago. Not even all 10 years ago. We asked for accountability. Woo, hey, man. Unfucking believable. I fuck with Sadano real heavy. But from what, I've read, from what I've read this past week, who has a better situation? The team with the best player, right? I'm picking the Sixers. Heat fans are discussing a title from two presidents ago. That's the praise you should be ready for for the Philadelphia 76ers, but they won't catch me. I can't return back to the past because I've slowed down the slander. And you know what I've done? I've sped up the sympathy. You've been you've been chill. I must say you've definitely you've relaxed and this has overflowed. Like this is this has been happening. We just watched it happen and I knew this moment was coming. I knew All my heat brothers and sisters begin to feel sorry. Don't slander. Feel sorry for the time wasters that are the Philadelphia 76ers. How fucking dare you? And your team starving, nigga. You on the island, nigga. You came to my city, nigga. I let you in my city, nigga. You niggas disgust me. What hurt me the most, niggas? How you did my brother? Amp. Nigga. Oh, Amp. No. I'm loyal to you, nigga. 
I can't believe this. The pain I seen in my brother's eyes, nigga. FaceTime and my nigga, nigga. He took that to the chin, nigga. That's why my nigga blessed. That's why my nigga amp blessed. You put my nigga in the hole, homie. I don't feel you for that, my nigga. Yeah. That shit hurt me, under dig? Um. It's painful what you see real niggas do when they get the paper, when they get the bag. You can't never forget by Lil' Brunham. I'll never forget by Lil' Brunham. Apologize to your fans, Philly. <laughs> bend the knee. Bend the I, am knee. Com- I am completely disgusted. Pull a Torrey and bend the knee. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to tonight's draft in these games after this. We'll be right back. It's RSVO, the Elite Beer Group. We'll be back after this. What else, Shaq? What, I mean, what's wrong with that, Shaq? There, there won't be any more ping pong balls. But, nah, but yeah, what, what's wrong with that, Shaq? What, what, what is incorrect about what he said? If I play game one and two and I know I'm not helping my team out, what do you think I'm going to do in game three? Don't take you seven games to realize that. I don't want to hear that, man. I'm not going with that. So what, what, I'm not, what should I'm he have said tonight? I like what he said, but if you like, you can't sit. It don't take seven games for you to know you are not playing right. Get right. He get can't. Right. He can't. Get, it's just, close it up. You're not getting double team. Get right. Be aggressive. That's all I want. Just be aggressive. I don't want to hear all that. Stop that. Cut okay. it out. The, it out. the Atlanta Hawks knocking off the Philadelphia 76ers. One of my luck. I'm out of my ass out. All right, we are back. Yes. RSPN on the Elite Media Group, episode 32. He is still Jeff. I am still Mark. He is still Malone. We're going to get to what are our expectations for tonight's game between game two of the Los Angeles basketball team and the Phoenix Suns? Because as we've talked about the Los Angeles basketball team, we have not given the Phoenix Suns too uh, uh, much talk as they have played a very good game one and won game one in the Western Conference Finals and face the Los Angeles basketball team for a second time in game two tonight out in Phoenix without Chris Paul. You can see videos um, on Chris Paul's Instagram of him dancing with his kids on Father's Day. Uh, Last week, a lot of minds were blown finding out that he's going through uh, COVID protocol. Based on this video, it looks like he should be okay. I mean, he's out with his kids dancing. I don't think he has COVID or anything, but, you know, the NBA is still going to follow the procedure that they have in place, but I'm sure he's fine. Um, You know, I guess he just had contact situation. So, yeah, there's going to be a a little bit more of time. I'd probably say this probably doesn't go past the weekend. Honestly, the the Suns may, I mean. (laughs) They seem okay without They seem okay without him. Yeah, I think they'll be all right, man, to be honest with you. Uh, I mean, bringing Chris Paul into the the pitcher definitely gives them even more of an advantage, especially because they don't have Kawhi. Mm -hmm. But I think even without – I mean, even if you go into the situation, you know, uh, Los Angeles basketball team without Kawhi, Suns without Chris Paul, I still give the edge to the Suns. Um, They're just playing a little bit more complete basketball to me. And I don't mean – I'm not really just saying that because I want to see the Suns, you know, get in that position to the finals. But, uh, yeah, you can just – you can kind of just tell who the better team is. I know before it was hard to even, like, say – I'm not sure a lot of people were saying at the beginning of the season that the Phoenix Suns were the better team. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think now we see it, especially when we're talking about postseason play right now. Uh, Phoenix just ended up being 
one of the two teams, and obviously Utah Jazz are out, but they but they ended up being one of those two teams that we discussed as to how much praise will they get from a lot of the NBA universe before the NBA playoffs make their way and it's and it's go time for at least especially for Phoenix because Utah people had their opinions on whether or not it's going to matter as soon as they face a specific team of Phoenix people gave a decent amount of credit especially what happened in the bubble last year adding Chris Paul to that and especially adding players like a Jay Crowder that came from Miami and was an NBA finalist at that point in time and seeing the improvements of Mikel Bridges DeAndre Ayton a very young DeAndre Ayton that took a little bit of time to get the respect and get the praise that he is now definitely earned in this postseason oh, he got it now. Uh, series. Yeah. But you have the hey. play of Aiton. You have the play of Devin Booker, Mikel Bridges, Cameron Payne. Devin Booker is literally putting out some of the hugest performances that I think a lot of fans that just saw what his importance was uh, from a Kobe Bryant perspective. I know we use Kobe's name in a in a lot of areas that could end up being uh, controversial or things that are just unnecessary at a certain points in time. But people love watching Devin Booker and holding him to that type of regard. And so far, he hasn't really let a lot of people down. Sure, I mean, look at the moves, man. There's been like some side by side, you know, jumpers, uh, pump fade jumpers. You know, him him and Kobe. I mean, it's almost identical and I don't mean that with any disrespect to Kobe obviously but man Devin is he's really like a special talent we've known that for a while mm-hmm. you know I think he scored 70 what year two yeah when he was 20 years old um, when he was 20 years old but outside of that I mean he's just a he's just a complete player um and now we're just seeing it on the proper stage this is why I think Cam has said something about you know I can't wait to see you know these other these other players who aren't getting the opportunity to to show themselves in the playoffs because there's more of this. It's just we don't get to see a lot of these these players take their game to the next level because of the situation. We're yeah. just so used to seeing them in the regular season and in their teams not being that great or not being able to push forward for them. And so you know we don't get to see what they can really take their game to changing the level. We saw Ja. Ja's a perfect example in my opinion. You know mm-hmm. Ja was great in the in the regular season, um, but he he flipped a switch as well, knowing hey, this is the postseason. This is what they're this is my what my fans are going to judge me on. This is what you know. Every not that he cares about you know what people are saying about him, but you know these guys they know they know we're watching. You know it's big time. You know you can you can wet the bed a few times during the season. Nobody's going to blink an eye because there's 78 games, you know, 82 games, whatever playoffs. Come on, man. If you're if you're the the top guy on your team and you're not averaging over twenty some odd points for your for your team in that seven game series or however long it takes you to you know get the dub, people are gonna question you. And for a very positive standpoint, it keeps these types of players in the markets and the teams that a lot of people try and pry them away from and put them into different situations. People did a lot for Devin Booker in very early years in Phoenix. I think this type of run really cements. Devin Booker to a Phoenix. Things could completely 100% change in the next few years, but these types of things makes these moments a whole lot harder to try and leave from a Devin Booker uh, perspective. We haven't seen that happen too much in the in the opposite end in the Eastern Conference Finals yet. We got a little bit of a hint from it from Giannis, but that's now locked in as, as the biggest contract in NBA history, really. We've talked about mm-hmm. Budenholzer getting it, being able to keep his job, and from an Atlanta perspective, you don't see that from Trey Young at all especially with this run that helps him stay very locked down to Atlanta without too much 
um, vocal moments from him in wanting to improve the team. Being able to make a conference finals with this type of a fighting team in the Atlanta Hawks is something that I think Trey is going to really appreciate. But those are from our young stars of the young niggas that are taking over. On the opposite end, we yeah. saw the ugly portion of it last week as we talked about Black Wednesday. Rick Carlisle. Rick Carlisle. Huh? Very long tenured head do? coach of the Dallas Mavericks. That's what you want to do, huh? Stepped down from the Dallas yeah. Mavericks. We are now seeing plenty of reports of the turmoil and the fighting that happened between Luka Doncic and Rick Carlisle. So much so that they did it in front of players. <laughs> Things that Mark Cuban called bullshit last week are now getting a whole lot more voices. It was not cap. And Rick's done. Rick's done. It didn't look mm-hmm. like he was able to salvage any points in that. And now Dallas is going to try and find a new head coach. But they're also going to do everything that they can to keep a star like Luka Doncic because... At this point, it's looking like things are very messy, not only between the relationship between Luca and his teammate, Kristaps Porzingis, but also yeah. his head coach yeah. is now gone, and it runs a much bigger opportunity for Luca to get tired of what is going on in Dallas and move elsewhere. Do I have too much sympathy like I do with Philadelphia? Not really. Yeah, it's whatever. Luca, Luca definitely one of those players like, bro, I've been, a, I've been a pro for so long, you really can't tell me nothing. Plus, he knows how good he is, so I could actually see him butting heads with like coaches. That and that's got to rub a lot of the NBA's older minds the I, I'm wrong sure. way. I'm sure, but we do have to understand. Like, I, I know youth is one of those things in the league that we we kind of frowned upon when players like use their voice because we say, "Oh, what have you done for me lately?" Type shit. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean these these players are like you know they're becoming superstars year two. You know, like that's just where yeah. we are. We're at the point now where you know players are going to keep getting talent. They're going to keep being more talented. The younger that they are, better skill set. They're coming out with with skill sets that we already see players used to have in year three or four, or used to have to really wait for players to develop. You know, literally three to five seasons in, and now it's happening so quick. It's happening in sixty games, thirty games. You know, like it took. You know, it took uh, Anthony Edwards. You know, yeah. He, Obviously, the playtime was a little different, but shit, after All-Star, it was over. You know, he 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 was locked in. Uh, LaMelo, same situation, just a complete hooper from the, from the get. So it's starting pretty quick for these kids, and we just got to accept it. And the biggest instance of this ends up being Zion Williamson. And the news that came out last week that his family, oh. not him specifically, <laughs> his family has an interest up, in wanting man? him out of new orleans malone i know that this was not the easiest to read at all because again this is these are not things that have came out of zion williamson's mouth but it was more difficult to read just knowing that this is the first season it's only been two seasons and this is the first season that you had a relatively healthy zion williamson have the opportunity to play a full season and almost just about find a way to sneak into the playing tournament now it ended up involving new orleans taking some difficult losses at the very end and they kind of got out of contention at that and that at that at that end point that was there but the opportunity to do so was there if you had more of those bottom teams that were in the western conference end up playing out so you were able to watch a lot of the excitement between zion williamson lonzo ball brandon ingram those names that ended up making their way to New Orleans to at least try and fight for something. And now a new a, a news article like this that just comes out 
Oh, and at random, from a uh, random family member, ends up derailing literally all of this. Uh, yeah, you know, um, I tell you, uh, even just, you know, when you think about New Orleans basketball, uh, I'm not going to act as if it's a, a perfect situation as far as organization goes, the way things have gone in the past, and that things are just, you know, great and rosy. Um, just to go back to your sons. The Pelicans fired Monty Williams. I'll leave it at that. Moving on. Imagine, um, imagine the pain. Moving on. Um, so that lets you know how things are, you know, the mind frame of things that's happening there, right? So mm-hmm. not saying it's the best thing, but I think things are better right now. So for one, we have an owner that invests. Gail Benson, the wife of the late Tom Benson, owns the Pelicans, owns the Saints, the Saints, who was a very successful franchise in these 2010s, you know, leading to these 2020s, so on and so mm-hmm. forth. Um, so the money is there. The money is being put up for Zion to be successful. Let's keep it a buck here. Zion hasn't played 100 games in the league. Hasn't played 100. Mm-hmm. His family can't really talk. They, there shouldn't be too much conversation yeah, they, they, they right they now. really shouldn't. Shouldn't be too much <laughs> conversation right now. You have a guy like John Morant, who Jeff just spoke about. His team got to the playoffs, right? Now, and if we pull up these numbers, I want to say that I think the Pelicans are investing a little bit more money into their basketball team than what um, the Grizzlies, Grizzlies are investing into their basketball team at this very moment. So, you know, obviously Stan Van Gundy wasn't a fit. I agree with that. And I think the Pelicans accommodated Zion to get him up out of there. So they paid eight figures to get this coach up out of there to try to accommodate what he's got going on. And then this type of article comes out, you know, um, Got to be honest. I've, I've prepared for the inevitable at this point. You know, this would be the third superstar. Come in, come out. It is what it is. You know what I mean? Um, the league right, doesn't help either. It doesn't. The media doesn't help either. Like, they got to stop this whole, like, I, I feel like it's it's weird for. Everybody like, feeds like, into it. Yeah. I, I, honestly, I think it's like, it's a bit corrupt on the low, like, just to be completely honest with you, um, as far as like. What we say, like, between ourselves, you know, like, the haha, like, I, I say it about Cat a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, yeah, he's going to get out of here at some point. But, like, I don't need a professional making millions of dollars where a million, millions of people are watching you talk about it. I just think it's, like, I don't know. Like, it's a little, like, not disrespectful. It's just weird. It's just weird, bro. Like, not just, we, we deal in a, we're in a world with contracts. Like, they're still restricted contracts, okay? So when you guys put $220 million in his face, I don't care what his family says. He's going to sign the contract. So he's, he's locked in. It. He's locked in for at least seven. That's what's going on. That's the reality of the situation, right? I mean, that's what's going on. And I mean, I think the team is, the organization is going to do their they, they best to put a winner around them. I don't think right now they got bad players. I think the players right now are really good. I think we have a pretty mm-hmm. decent team. A lot of young talent. It's just, I think, I do think the coaching fit was wrong. They say that, they say that Stan Van Gundy was pushing them too hard. I'm going to leave it at that. Now, <laughs> And sounds I'm, like Stan. You know, it sounds like Stan. But, I mean, I, I don't really, you know, understand that, you know, guys are different these days. And I know we were in a, a tough year and uh, not a lot of practice time and so on and so forth. But, I mean, I, you know, I don't think pushing is a, a wrong thing. Maybe his, his ideas are wrong on the court. But uh, from a culture standpoint, pushing these guys and holding them accountable – I mean, that's that's what you need, especially for young players. And it's a young basketball team. But, you know, we'll see how it shakes. Uh, um, oh, man, let me get started on David Griffin. Hold up, man. 
Hold um, up, man. David Griffin up. is a professional talker. A professional talker. Um, I mean, he living off the LeBron championship. I mean, you know, he put this and this together, so on and so forth. He brings up the championship every chance he get. He professional talker, man. This is he getting a chance right now to hire another basketball coach. This is it. This is it. He's at the end of his rope, I believe. And, you know, um, they give it another shot. He's got to make it happen right now, or this is it for him, too. So, yeah, I'm about um, to say he, he's kind of tied in with Zion, really. So, like, if his family does push for a trade, or if, though, if there's any real truth to that, um, he won't he won't survive that. No, that, that he won't survive that at all. And also, I, I think players need to have accountability too, man. If I'm Zion, bro, I leave a regardless of how I feel, mm-hmm. I leave a tweet if I'm Zion and I say, you know, I'm here. I play for the New Orleans Pelicans. This is where I want to be. This is where I'm gonna play. You know, you don't have to say I'm not leaving. I am leaving. You know, you don't have to say none of that. But like, bro, you can't have articles coming out. Excuse me. Which I know. I mean, they're coming out on. You know, look where the, look where these articles are being published. Like reputable you know, places, man. You know it's legit. Okay, but you can't have. I, there's no way he approved his family speaking to whoever they spoke to, mm-hmm. and given the and given this info out. I mean, it it doesn't even look. It doesn't even look good. Okay, I don't know what he's actually like, what he's looking at, or or whatever. Like, I'm not sure, like, what he thinks he's gonna get a trade off or anything like that, or what. Dude, you 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 haven't even cleared your rookie deal yet, bro. Now, per the New York Post, the latter complaints were heard by a number of league execs outside the Pelicans organization, and according to the Athletic, were confirmed by Pelicans officials. Williamson even developed his own frustrations with the organization over its handling of J.J. Redick, who was furious after he was traded to the Mavericks because he believed the team would honor his wish to pick a situation that was best for his family. Despite his family's alleged issues with the team, those who know Williamson will say he just wants to win and compete at the highest level and remains focused on basketball and helping New Orleans win next season. Zion is locked into his contract in New Orleans for at least the next three seasons. Hey, man. We all want, bro. He's restricted, bro. Hey, bro, man. He, it doesn't matter. He's not going nowhere. All I know is J.J. Wright was on two teams this year, and both them teams' coaches got fired, man. Tell that <laughs> motherfucker shut up, man. <laughs> keep that shit pushing, man. Keep, keep pushing, this shit bro. pushing, man. He is snake, he, man. He, he tried to he sabotage. He is snake, man. He's trying out. to sabotage, like man. He is, he is snake, man. Yeah, he's he whispering to Zion's ear. Get him up out of here. Yeah, man. Get him up out of here, man. Hey, he, he, <laughs> he went to Duke, man. man. He went to Duke. Oh, that Duke. is he Duke. He is snake. Whoa. Hey, man. I went and he's going to bring that up. I went and he's going to bring that up. Hey, hey, Carolina all day, too. Since we out here, Carolina all day here. Damn, I didn't think about it. That is Duke Links. Wow. Gotta be careful. Gotta be careful with those Duke guys. I'm telling you, bro. They weird. They weird, bro. Also, per the New York Post, the 20-year-old had Knicks fans dreaming big after his first NBA game at Madison Square Garden in April as he gushed. As he gushed. Gushed. As he gushed (laughs) about the building. I'm glad you asked that, Williamson said with a grin. New York is the mecca of basketball, brother. I love playing here. I played here in college at Duke. This is my first time playing in the pros. The atmosphere, whether they're cheering for you or booing you, it's amazing. Outside of New Orleans, obviously, this might be my favorite place to to play i can't lie to you oh god <laughs> it's like come on man i mean <laughs> you know i get it i mean master square garden is dope you know i don't know man i think i, play, I think i had to play two games with fans i felt i definitely felt what joy taylor said last week it's obvious that 
a lot of these players, you know, are going to more than probably, probably than ever before, really want a high interest in holding a lot of their front office accountable because the front office is going to want to see those 27 points, those seven rebounds, those huge numbers from Zion Williamson. The front office is going to want to see Zion Williamson lead the New Orleans Pelicans to the NBA playoffs. But from Zion's perspective, he'll want to see, you know, the, the, the assistance to be able to provide him that opportunity to get to that. Did New Orleans have an opportunity? Absolutely. Did Dallas have an opportunity? More than New Orleans, yes. But after how all this has went down, I don't know who they find or what they find to appease Luka Doncic because if that does not happen, I think Mark Cuban loses a very huge player. But as far as Zion Williamson, New Orleans has the opportunity to keep him here. Um, We'll just have to see what ends up gelling between these superstars that are going to start coming out within these next couple of years and start making their name as they grow older along with their uh, front offices. But it's a very, it's a very difficult thing to think about because there's two different ends of the spectrum of how one side of the NBA sees it and the others who will be very, 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 very pro player and want to see uh, these stars live out Uh, the types of careers that they want to play, especially in the NBA, where things could feel a little bit short depending on uh, your longevity in the league. So we'll have to see. Man, it's crazy, man. Uh, You know, maybe I'm too entrenched in the the soccer culture. It's just like, I don't know, man. Take pride in your team, man. Play, Play for your team, man. Stay at your team, man. Is it, is it is it is it, is it different is it different from a soccer perspective? Absolutely, man. You yeah, play for that club, yeah. man. You like you, club, bro. you like that's that's where you at. Like you know, somebody took a chance on you to 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 pay you to come play for for a real a real team. You know, give you a chance to to show, display your talents on the biggest stage. You are gonna repay them efforts, man. And you you know, it's it's just different. I don't know. I don't know. It's just way different. I believe people hey, are man. starting to. Because I lose some weight, bro. What? Lose some weight, Zion. Oh man, where did come that come on, from? Man. Come on, man. I to say it, bro. <laughs> we were just respectful on, the whole man. show. Hey man. hey man, this ain't this ain't all Pelicans, man. Lose some weight, Zion. We were just respectful the whole show. What was that? Maybe uh, walking on your Tommy Pickles out here. Lose some uh, weight. Oh, some weight man. All right, all right. Come on, take some weight off your legs, man. Oh no, Zion Pickles, man. I cannot believe Jeff. As we talk about the youth, tell your family shut up, man. Tell your family shut up. That's how you end this. Yeah, war. War. We were just. You know what? The NBA draft lottery is also tonight. As we talk about the youth that are coming into the NBA tonight, the odds that we have to see our number one pick fall into the top three teams that have the highest opportunity, the 14 percentage chance that they have to get the number one pick falls in between the Houston Rockets, the Detroit Pistons, and the Orlando Magic. But you also have the Thunder, the Cavs, the Minnesota Timberwolves, the Raptors, the Bulls, the Kings, the Pelicans at number 10, the Hornets, the Spurs, the Pacers, and the Golden State Warriors that will be involved in our draft lottery. Who will be able to make from 1 to 14? We will have to see the position that is tonight at 8.30 on ESPN. But from a draft, well, at least from a mock draft perspective, it doesn't really look like the names are really changing. Cade Cunningham is still your number one 
Evan Mobley, from what we're seeing at least on our favorite site, NBADraft.net, is showing at number two going to Detroit. Jalen Green, Jalen Suggs, Jonathan Kaminga, Scotty Barnes, James Bunai, Moses Moody, Keon Johnson, Davian Mitchell, Jalen Johnson, Kai Jones, Corey Kispert, and Zaire Williams are making our areas in the draft lottery. Does it sound about right? Yeah, it sounds about right. Yeah, no, it looks pretty Could see some names sneak up, but it sounds about right. I think there's been a good amount of draft conversation that has come in between the past uh, week because people are taking a look at Devin Booker and revisiting that 2015 NBA draft because from a Heat perspective, it's been huge. And I don't know if a lot of people have seen it from their uh, from their perspectives and their timelines, but from a Heat perspective, it has been the biggest controversy because now we're revisiting these drafts especially the 2015 draft where there are Miami Heat fans that say oh man I really wish Pat Riley had the mindset to draft Devin Booker instead of getting Justice Winslow but hindsight is really 2020 in a lot of these things at that point in time in 2015 draft I remember people begging for Stanley Johnson (laughs) yeah I'm gonna say that Stanley Johnson went to the like how can you see what we are seeing now from Devin Booker Six years prior, it's a very small yeah, rarity. Yeah, there's of no way we see this. It just the is league. what it is. I mean, even if we think, you know, just a league perspective, how the how the league is, how the game is played, turned perfectly to how into Devin Booker's game. You know what I mean? Like just that whole style, it was perfect for him. Perfect storm. Yeah, you'll yeah you'll 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 you absolutely never know. Looking at these drafts from a from a from a, a futuristic perspective and saying, oh man, if we knew then what what we knew now, but it's literally impossible to do these types of things with these drafts. But that's where the excitement of all this comes. So expect to see us on the timeline for the draft lottery and the pick positions tonight on ESPN at 8:30 before our only game tonight for game two of the Western Conference Final between the Phoenix Suns and the Los Angeles basketball team. That will be tonight at nine on ESPN. Now, going forward, you should expect alternating nights. So as this happens tonight, tomorrow night will be game one of the Milwaukee Bucks and the Atlanta Hawks, 8:30 on TNT. Keep in mind, TNT for your Eastern Conference Finals. ESPN for your Western Conference Finals, and that will lead all the way into Sunday, heading into our next RSPN. So game three of the Milwaukee Bucks and the Atlanta Hawks will be Sunday's game, and by that time, if we need a game five between the Los Angeles basketball team and the Phoenix Suns, game five will be on that Monday night, and you will hear from Jeff and I on Tuesday. But what remains in all around the world, let's get to that in the WNBA. After being vaccinated, safely, possibly, first get the shot. Tonight in the WNBA, you have the Wings going up against the Connecticut Sun at 7 on the Bally Sports Southwest. The New York Liberty take on the Chicago Sky on Amazon Prime at 7, and the Washington Mystics take on the Seattle Storm at 10 o'clock. Tomorrow night, you only have one game between the Minnesota Lynx and the Atlanta Dream. That is at 7 p.m. Thursday night, you have three games that are on schedule between the Dallas Wings and the Indiana Fever at 7. The Chicago Sky face the New York Liberty for the second time in the week at 7 p.m. That is a Twitter game. You can catch that out on Barclays. And the Mystics play the LA Sparks at 10.30 on NBA TV Canada and, of course, on your WNBA. 
NBA app. Friday, you only have one game between the Las Vegas Aces and the Minnesota Lynx. That is at 8 p.m. on Facebook. Saturday night, there'll be two games between the Mystics and the Wings. That's at 1 p.m. on CBS. So a nice televised game for you. And the New York Liberty face the Atlanta Dream out at Gateway Center Arena in Atlanta at 7 on Bally Sports South and the Yes Network. Sunday will be a bigger night for the WNBA. That is three games that are on schedule. The Chicago Sky face the Connecticut Sun at 2 p.m. The Seattle Storm face the Las Vegas Aces in another battle at 4 p.m. on ESPN. They've already played twice this season. And the LA Sparks play the Phoenix Mercury at 6 p.m. on Facebook and Bally Sports out in Arizona. So make sure that you are tapped on to that. WNBA All-Star voting is also still going on and you should know how to vote by going on to WNBA.com. It's very easy and it should pop up immediately as you go onto the webpage. And shout out to the Women's USA basketball team. That roster looks like it's going to destroy who is ever, whoever <laughs> is on the court along with uh, the men's basketball team, especially the names that have been uh, announced for commitment uh, to fight for us in Tokyo. So shout out to that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, shout outs for me are very brief this week. Uh, all the fathers in the RSPN faithful. Hope you had a good father's yes. day. Yes. Um, shout out to Kyle Kuzma surfing through trade rumors all week with poise. And uh, happens, shout out to the CBA <laughs> slowing down uh, their foreign player inclusion for their upcoming season. So the Guangdong Tiger jokes might hit a little bit differently. Just a little, different. Just a little bit differently. Uh, shout out to the fan that lost in fantasy and stayed in a Waffle House for 15 hours. That was Man, a crazy story. <laughs> that was insane. Uh, shout out to the 2021 ESPYs. That's on July 10th. All the nominations are out. If you care about that, make you, you can take a look at that for the ESPYs. Uh, happy birthday to Cyrus. His birthday is today. I don't know uh, if he wants to be exposing it. Cyrus' birthday? But give Cyrus his birthday love. I just I just sent Cyrus a, a, a manga, too. So that works perfect. You sent him, oh, you sent him a manga? Oh, okay. So perfect. That's a, That works out for his birthday. Give Cyrus his birthday love if you tap into... Cyrus is 19 today. All of, Jesus Christ. Why would you say that he's 19? And that's all I've got for that's all I've got for uh shout outs. Anybody Jeff Malone, you got y'all got any shout outs? Um hey, appreciate y'all having me on. You know what I mean? Um happy to be back. Uh but yeah, man. Um go Pelicans and uh come on you gunners, man. Let's go. Okay. I have nothing to say. <laughs> you have absolutely nothing to say to that, Jeff? <laughs> I have nothing to say. Free Harry Kane. Um free my love, Harry Kane, man. Sonny signed a contract. Um, please, please, please. I'm hoping the Timberwolves can somehow get a top three pick. That'd be amazing. Even though I'm not sure if we even need it, even if we can trade it, I would be happy with that too. So let's just get a good pick. Um, other than that, Atlanta Hawks, NBA finals. I need it. My new, my new, my new team. Go Hawks. Oh, bro. <laughs> yeah. That's your, so that's your, so that's your announcement this week. Trey T.L., Cam Bloodish will be back. After we gave you the opportunity to be full Cam Bloodish, it went back to Minnesota, now you're back to I'm Atlanta. Isn't, oh, that, cra- isn't that crazy? No, that is insane. Make sure I'm that you are tapped into the free tuition pod on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and yes, Google yes, Podcasts as the Shout world Scotty. Shout Scotty. Shout Scott. With Malone and Scott Stockton, make sure that you are locked in. The soccer world, the football world is getting very crazy as we get into Tokyo next month. Thank you, Malone, for coming on with us this week. 
We will tap into some more conference finals talk next week between Jeff and I. Until then, we will see you then. Peace.